Hello, and welcome to the Modern Goat Rider podcast. I'd like to take this opportunity to emphasise the opinions expressed by our hosts and guests are strictly their own and do not represent the positions of any lodge, grand lodge, or other branches of the independent order of Oddfellows. Our fascinating conversations will be open to the public for the purposes of inspiring our global membership and promoting the order. So, sit back, open your ears, and your heart in your hand while I introduce you to our hosts. podcast i'm billy sanderson and i'm josh miller so today we're studio flt moves again we're in another location uh but we're very pleased to be joined by a honorable uh odd fellow uh mr jerry ratchford and uh we're going to do a great interview tonight and uh put together jerry's history with odd fellowship and his uh military history before that but before we get to that what do you got Josh? well, well i was extremely excited to be the uh, noble grand of columbia lodge number two and i got to pin mr ratchford with his 25th year of uh service to the odd fellows so I've since I've been an odd fellow Columbia Lodge number two. Jerry's been a huge um, mentor of mine and somebody that I've watched as a young odd fellow uh, learning the ropes. Uh, he was always somebody that I looked to uh, for uh, what I was supposed to do at a meeting. So excellent. So welcome, Jerry. Thank you. Why don't we? We have some choices here. We can talk about Jerry the odd fellow, or we can talk about Jerry before odd fellowship. And I'm interested in the latter. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, I did a bit of research on Jerry and if everybody listening Googles Gerald Lawrence Ratchford, they will find a extensive history of the man. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Jerry before 1992 when you joined Oddfellows? Yeah, I can go back to New Westminster, 24th of May, 1928, when I was born and raised in New Westminster. Um, growing up in there, I, um, living up on uh, 13th Street in Edinburgh, New Westminster, I used to take and sell uh, newspapers, magazines, Star Weekly Life, Liberty magazines, uh, to the uh, servicemen who were in the uh, barracks at the corner of 8th Street and 10th Avenue. The, uh, it was the Duke of Canazzo and Rifles that were in there at that time. And one day they took me, the quartermaster got a hold of me, took me over to Ham, uh, tailor shop on Hamilton Street in Vancouver and had a uniform made for me. How old were you? I was 12 years old at that time and uh, became the regimental mascot for the Duke of Quinazzo and Rifles. Uh, they departed uh, in October of 1941, 1940 I should say, and marched down 8th Street to the docks and boarded the uh, CPR ship and they went to Camp Nanaimo. Uh, and that's the last I saw of the regiment, was known as the Duke of Hudson Rifles. Uh, during the Second World War, they were the 4th Canadian Armored Division and were renamed the 28th Canadian Armored Regiment, British Columbia. And the, when they left, uh, 
the Rocky Mountain Rangers from Kamloops, they came in, I became their mascot, and they departed in 1941 back up to Kamloops, and they started, came back again, they did their long march from Kamloops to the coast. I used to take, and uh, delivering the news article at that time, once the regiment got close to the coast, I would finish my paper route and go out and uh, meet them and then walk right up until they finished marketing that day. Uh, the longest one that I did was from Pitt River to New Westminster up at the Queen's Park. And that's where they camped for the night. The next morning I went there and they had already left for Camp Nanaimo. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the uh, Evden Fugilators, they came in and uh, that was the end of my tours as a regimental mascot. Uh, I had one of the had been one of the originals of Royal Canadian Sea Cadet Corps Fraser. We used to parade out of the uh, uh, Annex Arena in in uh, Queens Park. I finished my school grade eight and uh, did all those kinds of jobs there, but in uh, September 1946, I joined the Canadian Merchant Navy and served there for two and a half, half years and I enjoyed every bit of it hmm. in different parts of the world. And in 1952, I joined the Canadian Army and they said, we send you east, but they didn't say how far east after that. They sent me to Camp Aldershot, Nova Scotia with the 2nd Canadian Highland Battalion and we uh, trained in Camp Ocean, Nova Scotia, and we went to Camp Wainwright, Alberta, and for more training, and then over to uh, Korea. And on the 16th of October 1953, we became the Second uh, Battalion Black Watch, Royal High Regiment of Canada. And I served with them until uh, 1964 when I was posted to Camp Borden, Ontario, and then moved from there to back out to the coast here in uh, 1969, been here ever since. Uh, served in Cyprus with the 3rd Battalion Princess Canadian Light Infantry. And after I got out of the regular force, I joined the uh, cadet instructor list and served with them until I retired at uh, 1993 at the age of 65. I've been employed as a commissioner from uh, 1980 until the present time, and I'm still going 92 years old, still in good health. It's <laughs> <Ooh>, fantastic. <laughs> He's amazing. This man is incredible. He uh, he works 40 hours a week, yep. every week. Um, when did you meet your wife? I met my wife in uh, 19, originally 1950, uh, when my father passed away in May of 1950. And then I never saw her again until 19... 51 and uh, then that's when we got married in 1951 my first wife who passed away six years ago mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. and you guys had eight kids we had eight, ch we had eight children and I'm not supposed to ask how many great-grandchildren <laughs> great-great-grandchildren <laughs> but 20 odd grandchildren yeah there's lots of them <laughs> yeah. spread all across yeah. the country too hey yes they are yeah amazing and uh, during when I was uh, uh, working with uh, cadets, I heard the name Dino 
Fjorn. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, who the heck is a Dino Fjorn guy? <laughs> Never heard him or anything else until one day uh, I was at the cadets and there he was in the armies as a captain, Dino Fjorn. And how I got to, and that's how I got to know Dino. Uh, then uh, my wife uh, joined Rebecca's and uh, Dino was after me to get into the into the Oddfellas. I said, well, you're going to have to wait a while. I got other things to do with the Korea Veterans Association. So in December of 1992, 16 December 1992, that's when I joined the Independent Order of Oddfellas. And I've enjoyed it ever since. I've gone through pretty well all the chairs in Columbia Lodge number two. And one of the first questions I was asked when the interview, why do you want to join this outfit? Mm-hmm. And I believe that was Doug McDonald at that time. And I said, well, you'll have to ask Dino. <laughs> <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't sure why you wanted to join the outfit? No, so I, I joined it been through, through, uh, through the chairs in the lodge, uh, being the district deputy grandmaster. Um, then they uh, finally got a hold of me and uh, went to sessions in Chilliwack. And uh, the nominations for the various positions in the chair came up. And the chap from next door to me, sitting next to me, uh, from Columbia number one, lodge number one, he says, uh, how about you? I said, nope, not a hope. And Art Wigglesworth. And this was your first time at this, um, Grand Sessions. Grand Sessions, yeah. And Art Wigglesworth was sitting in front of me and he's going like this and I'm going, <laughs> no, I didn't want it. So uh, I forget who the Grand Master was, but it's any further nominations and then bang it a hand before I could say no, uh, the hammer went down. And uh, my wife chastised me for that, for not, for, for taking the position. And that, what was your first position in Grand? Grand, that would have been, uh, no, pardon me, the Grand Warden. Right. Mm-hmm. Grand Warden, the Grand Lodge, British Columbia. And then uh, became, uh, let's see, uh, where are we, Grand Warden in, yeah, in 1998. And then in 1999, Deputy Grand Master. And then in the year 2000, uh, 10th of May 2000, was the Grand Master. And I've also been uh, a Deputy Commander for the Department of uh, Patriarchs Militant, and Junior Warden of the Grand Encampment, Grand High Priest of the uh, Encampment, and department commander of the Patriarchs Militant. So I've been done my share with in Odd Fellows. I was uh, inactive for a while, for a few years, uh, but now I'm back in it again and enjoying it. That's great. As soon as this COVID is uh, epidemic is over, I uh, hope it's soon, and so we can all be back together as as brothers and friends. But we have always. Then and, and as Josh said, I have uh, helped him along the way. Uh, yeah, when there's new ones comes in, you got to help them along. Sometimes you got to kick them in the butt <laughs> to keep them going. And uh, 
Josh has turned out well. And so has uh, Scott Atchison. And we were, I had him all, my wife and I were all, all the time. And saying, if you want to become Grandmaster, you have to do this. And Scott Atchison did become a Grandmaster. He did. Yeah. yeah. So in 1992, when you joined, uh, the lodge was... was we, our Columbia Lodge number two was very small. Mm -hmm. uh, we had to, in order to put on a degree, uh, even uh, uh, number one, they were taken, they were, they were small as well. So both uh, lodges had to help each other to put on the, on the degrees. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, I don't, can't remember which year it was, but all of a sudden, Columbia Lodge number start number two started to grow, mm -hmm. and it's been growing ever since. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked back, so we don't have to uh, call upon another lodge to take and come and uh, help put on the degrees. Right. So at that time, it, you you said that you didn't know why you had joined this no. bunch. <laughs> But what were other people joining for? Do you remember what the uh, purpose of joining? Some, a lot of it for the friendship, uh -huh. and then, and the love and the truth. That's uh, that is our saying in in the Odd Fellows. Mm -hmm. Friendship, love, and truth, and and without them, we, I don't think we'd be a lodge. Mm -hmm. so. And you you were retired at yeah. that point. You had uh, well. I retired from the military, military. in 1993. I uh, work as a commissioner. I have 40 years as a commissioner, mm -hmm. and still going strong. And when I I, I ran a bunch of numbers uh, for the members who had joined at that time, and I find when members are joining and why they're joining, I find it uh, very. I'm curious about it and interested. Yeah. The average age was was over uh, 40s, and for the members who were actually joining in the late 90s, before you became Grandmaster, they were in the 60s, was sort of the yeah. average age of people. So, yeah. again, it wasn't growing very quickly, no. as you no. say, until 2000. Yeah. But um, was it important to them, to the group at the time? Were they pushing you guys yeah. to find new members? Yeah. Every, every yeah, every meeting, everybody was trying to push. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what lodge or organization you belong to. Right. People are uh, pushing uh, so everybody. You remind everybody, get some members, get some members, get your friends, mm -hmm. whoever. You get them into the organization, and which some of them did. And now the younger people have come in, and this is where it all started. We had the Italians in there. Mm -hmm. uh, they were great. Mm -hmm. They were great. Uh, and two of them became uh, grandmasters, Arturo and uh, Pasquale. Pasquale Dirigiano, yeah. Pasquale was the first one, and then uh, Arturo Caruso was the second one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a ball with them. They had quite a group. Uh, every, didn't matter where we went, uh, they were good. And how did that feel for you when that wave oh, of, of growth started to happen? It, it was great. It was good. It's the best thing that, that has ever happened to the lodge. Because I think if we did not have people coming into the lodge, we would have folded and added in our charter. And now Columbia Lodge number two, two is, is one of the best. One of the best, yeah. <laughs>
And while I was while I was grandmaster, uh, there was talk of uh, bringing ladies into the lodges, you know, at fellows' lodges. And one of the things that I took and told all the lodges when I was visiting them is. Be careful what you do, what you say. If you turn down a uh, application from a, a lady, and uh, you better have a good reason as to why. Because mm -hmm. if not, I said they can take us to court for discrimination. And luckily enough, they all heeded my word. We now do have a ladies Oddfellow Lodge here in Victoria. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I understand they're doing doing quite well. They are, yeah. I presented them with uh, with the uh, noble grand and vice grands gavels. Oh, you did? In, yeah. Five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. Yeah. And that was pretty. That's a pretty neat moment too, right? Yeah. Seeing a so charter good. of a brand new uh, yeah, a yeah. New lodge. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's some lodges that uh, I had to take in, uh, their charter away from them of the Code of General Laws, they uh, weren't following some of the proper procedures. Hmm. And unfortunately, that does happen now and again. Mm -hmm. And it happened during when you were Grandmaster? When I was Grandmaster, yeah. yeah. And uh, some of the lodges uh, had just turned their uh, charters in because we're, the membership wasn't there. Right. So what was your mission that year? What was your Grandmaster mission? Uh, my motto was put your shoulder to the wheel <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and uh, that was when the big push was starting to come on uh, having new people come into our lodge mm -hmm. and just by that there uh, yeah promoting work ethic and trying ethic, to yeah yeah get that make sure and that's set, the order and setting an example <clears throat> for for the younger people to come in and encourage them to to take a position in in the chairs and go through them, and they've all done well. On the positive improvement you've mentioned, what are things at Columbia or at even at the lodges that you've visited that you're seeing that you're um, you're enjoying that's improvements? Yeah, that's just uh, the more we're coming in, the find out through coming back again. I uh, found out that uh, there's some of my ex-cadets that I had with the Canadian Scottish Cadet Corps in town are members of the Lodge. Wow. And that is great for me because of things here. When I walked it back in again, one fellow says, no names were mentioned. He says, I know you. So I okay, and where from? And he told me, okay, yeah. yeah so that's good. And, uh, working with cadets, I've had, uh, going to Camp Vernon uh, during the summer months, I've had two of my ex, uh, two of my staff members. One was a, an officer cadet that I had in 1983. She became the first uh, commanding officer of Vernon Army Training Center. And the young fellow that is there now, I had him as a corporal in 1981. Mm. So, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, You're like a master mentor of people. Was that something that you, probably, sounds like you took to heart? And... Yep. Yeah. 
I, I've taken it to heart. I've worked with uh, youth in my life. Uh, I guess it started in 1962. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know in, uh, when I was in Camp Borden, Ontario, <coughs> in 1965, I was uh, involved with the Cubs, the Scouts, uh, Little League Baseball, and Navy League Cadets. And my wife says, that's enough. <laughs> But when we got posted out here, I was still, still involved with the cadets. But having a master mentor yeah. uh, in the Odd Fellows is a great, a great yeah. thing. Because yeah. I mean, you're not necessarily yeah. dealing with kids, but yeah, um, really obviously, yeah. you're helping a lot of um, new people to, through to, a process and learning yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, someone's got to kick your butts now and again. <laughs> uh, so maybe a bit about encampment. How encampment was again rather small. Yes, it was small. The encampment was small, and the uh, patriarch militant was small. Uh, in order to uh, become a grand master here in British Columbia, you had to belong to uh, not only the Otfels, but you had to belong to the Rebecca's, the encampment, and the patriarch militant mm -hmm. before you could be nominated for a position in the Grand Lodge. Mm -hmm. yeah. I imagine it is still the same. I haven't been to Grand Lodge for a few years, so I imagine that was it. But uh, unfortunately, due to uh, members not coming into the encampment uh, and, and to the military, Patriarch's militant, uh, we had to take close down both. What was your time in encampment like? I mean, no secrets, but just no. were you uh, I was, studying? Were you enjoying? What was yeah, what was encampment like, meeting like? Encampment meeting was very good. It uh, we tried to help the uh, community in the area here, but um, it, it just came. People were getting older and older, and. Mm -hmm. uh, they started falling by the wayside, and said we had to take and, uh, mm. and uh, we turn in our charters for the patriarchs militant and the uh, and the grant and the encampment. Mm. We have our muses the same as the lodges, uh, and uh, they are dues. With the military, it's a, a patriarchs militant. It is. Uh, a uniform. Uh, we do all kinds of sword drills, and and we have our own special uniforms. And go work and uh, sword drill, uh, flag parties for uh, one of the lodges asked for it to uh, put on a color party for them to open up their lodges. We would take them to it without any right. problem. Yeah, I remember early yeah. on in my ten years. Um, <laughs> seeing you guys doing yeah. your the sword routines yeah. and uh, it was awesome. It was yeah. great. I mean, yeah. you know, you guys were in step. There was yeah. you know five or six of you, and yeah. I thought someone might lose an ear with some swords <laughs> every once in a while. But uh, you guys, yeah. you guys were you know for a bunch of yeah. you know older gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, you kept it really tight. Now we were all uh, we were all military uh, ex military people. Right. And, uh, yeah, so but obviously, I, I had no idea that you'd been yeah. marching since you were 12. Yeah, yeah 12 years old, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, been, yeah, been good years. Mm -hmm. Also still good. So, 
going strong, still helping young fellows out. Yeah, you are. Uh, even even at uh, where I work at uh, the main facility, Cape Breton in Squamalt, uh, young fellows always come up, and especially if they're asking about how they get their medals for their dads or, or their uncles and whatnot. I tell them what to do and then mm-hmm. get them to trace it on. Some of them I have to take them. Go ahead and uh, do some digging and uh, type all the, everything that they need. Oh, I, on the master mentor thing, I love this our article that was in, oh gosh. That I'm was not in gonna, the lookout. That was in the lookout, yes. Yeah. And your student or ment, your mentee at the time is uh, a 81-year-old yeah. who had only young been fella. there. Yeah, this young fella. Yeah, young fella. Yeah, this is one of those young <laughs> fellas he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, Austin. Austin Annabry. That's right. Yeah. So you were great on the phone with us last time we, uh, we actually recorded anything. Mm-hmm. So why would... You encourage someone to, of any age, why would you encourage someone to join Odd Fellows now? Okay, because it's something they, these young fellows need now. They need it because they're not associating any, like, they just they get into a group and all of a sudden they disappear. Or they get into trouble, they don't know where to turn to. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, hey, I got a place for you. Come on down. Mm-hmm. And then, especially... When we have open house at night, that's the time to bring them in mm-hmm. and show them, show them the hall and what we expect of them. And it's up to them to make a decision as to whether they want to come and join us mm-hmm. or carry on their own way. And how do you want to see, what, how, how would you like to see Columbia Lodge number two progress oh, from here on out? And just keep on bringing in members, as many members as we can, and keep that lodge going. Because we almost lost it when I uh, joined in 1992. And uh, just through us talking and setting an example for the younger ones that are coming in, uh, it just just took off. Uh, Ken Willoughby is a, one of the brothers that, I've, that came in. And I think uh, Bruce Allen brought him in. And uh, Ken was, became the uh, uh, the noble grand, and uh, he had uh, prostate cancer. And through our lodge, uh, raising funds and whatnot, uh, was helping the uh, cancer society. Mm-hmm. And he passed away. And there was a I'm not sure if there was a scholarship set up or not. For that, but uh, it's carried on for quite a while, uh, especially with the prostate cancer. I mm-hmm. uh, just carried on with that one there, and uh, the one time we were not recognized, but now we are recognized in the, in the public because the word is getting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, many times in the winter time, I'm waiting for the bus to go to work. At uh, Yates and Douglas, I see these guys out with a cart. And they got hot coffee, hot coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day I said, Where are you guys from? Well, he took the Columbia number two. <laughs> I said, Yeah, I know it. 
Yeah, we're going to get into that. That was the original of the red roller. Yeah. Was the the yep. coffee cart in the morning. Yeah. 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 And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah. In a later episode. Yeah. But did that make you want to come back? Oh yeah. Did that make yeah? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you were you that was part of when you stepped back for a little bit, which we yeah. all understood. Yeah. You know, absolutely. We yeah. knew you needed that that yeah. break. Yeah. Um, but then it must have been kind of inspiring to see. Yeah. Brothers of your lodge yeah. out there yeah. giving coffee yeah. to people and yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. neat. That's a neat story. Yeah, and with the the roommate that I had, she she passed away here in February of this year. So now I'm free to take and do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that was first. That was one of the things that I did miss an awful lot was. Uh, the friendship, the love of the, of the brothers in Columbia Number Two. Yeah, well, we missed you too, and we were so happy to see you when you came yeah. back. Oh my yeah. God, my heart lifted. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe. I was so excited to see yeah. it. Um, yeah. We just have so few um, brothers of your age in our yeah. lodge anymore. Yeah. So, you know, anytime that uh, one of you shows up, it's like a yeah. gift, you yeah. know, and it's really important. So, yeah, I've had. I've only been a member for three years, and one of the things that I discovered early was there was this knowledge gap, yeah. and it was it wasn't a like some lodges will have older members and younger members, and yeah. there's a generation gap. Yeah. But we we Columbia just didn't have somebody who could answer a quick question for yeah. us. Um, we've we've seen it happen with. Uh, events like a balladine or yeah. or what comes next and we and uh, Gord Moffat uh, yeah. will tell us right away right. Gord's yeah. uh, an ace on all the uh, the protocols yeah. uh, when you come back and you have this ment- master mentoring I'm going to put you on the spot here yeah. um, you know could we entertain the idea of you uh, putting on a, once we get kind of life back into yeah. our lodge putting on a instruction or a, yeah. a kind of a class what would you okay. teach? What would be the first thing you would teach? First, first thing is protocol. Uh-huh. Then the, the uh, especially with conduct in within the lodge hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no phones, right? No phones, no, <laughs> no phones. Uh, your language has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you, your conduct. And then uh, the degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also, you also give them the history mm-hmm. of Odd Fellowship, mm-hmm. right from the beginning, right to today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them really don't know how the uh, Odd Fellow started mm-hmm. or where it started. Mm-hmm. And this is just the history of the thing is what you have to. Yeah, and, and I think. To. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted that. I, yeah. I kind of wanted that every once in a while, you know, 15 minutes per yeah. meeting of just, a, you know, go yeah. over something or, you know, some, yeah. some way to just sort of make sure that yeah. that our traditions and our history are passed on orally, not just yeah. through books, you know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, really sort of hearing it from someone who's yeah. loved it or, yeah. or heard it from someone else. Yeah. Right. So now with the, uh, the IOF website, they, they give a, a, a snapshot of the yeah. history and so yeah. forth. So in 1992 and 2000, that, those eight years, how did you learn your uh, history or were you mentored by someone? I was mentored more by uh, Pascal Master Dino, Dior, mm-hmm. 
and, and a few of the other people. That's how I got to learn the history of it. Mm -hmm. And he'd already been a member for 15 it, years or yeah. something like that yeah. by the time you yeah. joined. Yeah. 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 And that, at that time, uh, he, uh, when he was joining, he, he had to memorize and recite everything that, mm -hmm. but now it's just, that is gone. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I think it's a good thing because uh, some people can't, can't remember what they did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that it's gone. You're okay with that. Obviously, um, you know, if we could memorize that, yeah. it's always better. Yeah. and uh, But having you around um, day to day yeah. uh, with um, certain... Um, protocols and yeah. rulings and yeah. that is yeah. it's invaluable to have yeah. someone like you with your experience yeah. so yeah and, I, yeah and this is part of the growth challenge we face is yeah. that we 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 don't take the time or the the speed of people joining is mm. too quick for us yeah. to funnel that uh, understanding of all right so everyone has to read the bylaws yeah. everyone needs to understand these are the protocol of the of the meetings and so forth and there was this drive where 10 15 members a year yeah and it was hard to get everybody up to speed and so yeah. you probably lost most of them half yeah. of them within a year or so because yeah. it was either confusing or they didn't understand yeah. you have to have uh, whoever brings uh, uh, somebody into the lodge, that person should be mentoring that person, letting them know what goes on within the lodge meeting and what they can, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And that's the supporter takes them right straight through all the degrees. Mm -hmm. you know, I know it's sometimes it's hard because uh, they have various chairs to sit on and whatnot, but mm -hmm. somebody along the sideline couldn't sit with them and, and go through. Yeah, yeah. We have challenged our sponsors to yeah. take care of their sponsees. We have, yeah. you know, we have, we've we've really worked hard on building. So we had, you know, we've had certain guys who will yeah. bring in three or four, you know, initiates yeah. a year, yeah. and I'm like, well, you can't really help four, three or four, yeah. and then that guy gets his third degree and he wants to bring in four guys yeah. the next year and he barely knows what's going on. That's so. right, yeah. And I'm yeah. still, I'm still, you know, don't understand. I mean, back in the day when, and like, we, I'm just learning all about this, yeah. but in the history of the Oddfellows, I mean, they used to do degrees every other week. Yeah. You know, like, and, yeah. and so people, it, you know, I always thought we rushed through to the yeah. degrees having um, members uh, join and then get their third degree by the mm -hmm. end of a year. Yeah. I thought that was rushing. Yeah, it is rushing. It, it, yeah. But back in the old days, yeah, they would put on a degree for one guy, yeah. and then the next week they would do another one for another guy, and it yeah. was like nonstop degree. So, that, so there isn't really a rush, yeah. but I think, you know, the time that people put in and learning, yeah. Yeah. that kind of got pushed to the side. So yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can. Yeah, because if uh, if you push them too fast, they'll probably lose all interest, and then it's, they've got to do it gradually. It took me a while to get. Uh, took me a year. Before I got my first degree, right? Because mm -hmm. you needed to learn yeah. how to be an yeah. odd fellow, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's you know some parts of me is yeah. like thinks that's the way to go. Yeah, Bill Murphy and I, we had our uh, 
second and third degrees at the same time. Oh, really? Yep. And try pushed him. The many times it's become the grabs and no, 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 <laughs> no. So no, he became he grandmaster. Eventually, he became grandmaster. Yeah. Well, you're good at pushing people. Uh, you can't. You got to push them because if they really don't want to go, then you just say, okay, well, why not? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have time for this. My wife was too happy when I got into the Grand Lodge as a Grand Warden. But uh, after doing it for three or four years, going through the, the various chairs of the Grand Lodge, uh, she got used to it. And she made it pretty high up the Rebecca's uh, yeah, she hierarchy herself, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she became Noble Grand of uh, Colfax, uh, number one. That she, that's as far as she got. And then uh, after I joined the Odd Fellows uh, and got into the Patriarch's Millet, and we used to go up to Nanaimo and I'd get her up there with me, and then, then she joined the... Uh, it is auxiliary oh, patriarchs military. So the, all the ladies that we had in the LEPM uh, all became uh, the heads of the uh, the department there. So is it true that Colfax was instituted by Vice President Colfax, or he visited? Because uh, I was he, reading he some was, information about that. He was he instituted the. Uh, Rebecca's the degree. Yeah. Was he actually the one who instituted Colfax one in Victoria? Because I had heard it was after he was yeah, term believe, of vice president. I believe I believe he was. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. But uh, he uh, he was uh, yeah. I had heard that he was he had come to town because it was in the newspaper. Yeah. The year that the Rebecca's had been initiated. What year was that? Oh, well, there's a tough question for me. Yeah. That's what Google's for. I don't have to remember anything <laughs> approximately. Jerry just spoke, recited day and everything off his uh, career. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, mm, you know, I remember my birthday and my wife's birthday and the anniversary. See, he's one Done. of those guys. <laughs> that's his detail. That's, oh, yeah. To be. that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. I remember your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she liked to kick butt too. Oh, she did. Right? She, she liked to, yeah. yeah. She, um, she, she kicked, your she butt kicked she... my butt a couple times yeah. at a, yeah. and told me to, yeah. you know, yeah. get in place and, you know, I mind my manners. Yeah, yeah. same with, same with, uh, same with Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. Scotty, yeah. Yeah, for sure. She was always after Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> we needed that. We needed yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And the nerves we used to have in the lodge yeah. hall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are. Yeah. Those, it was a different time. That's yeah, for sure. Different like, times. Yeah, I'd get in there and do the mashed potatoes for them. <laughs> so ten. This is a question for both of you. So ten years ago and twenty-five years ago, the members were getting together for the same purpose that we have now. Yes, you guys mm -hmm. are both nodding yeah. on that. So it never had a rotary or a networking sort of feel no. to it back. No. Okay. Definitely that's, didn't. That's I mean, like when I started, and I remember my interview too, and I remember why yeah. do you want to be an odd yeah. fellow? And if, you know, and, and it was funny because, you know, I went through my interview and, you know, you know, I've told the story originally. Yeah. Scott brought me in and we were playing yeah. pool and he's yeah. like, you should join. And then he took me to the poker tournament yeah. and he said, we do this every weekend. And I was like, wow, this is amazing, right? But there was never a feeling of networking. Oh. And, um, you know, that wasn't the reason I joined, even though I had ulterior motives. It wasn't necessarily to, um, it was the friendship. It was camaraderie for sure. Yeah. It was like, you know, that opportunity to, um, 
you know, be in this amazing hall and, and soak in the history and everything that's happened. The next year I was on the interviewing committee and, um, you know, we, we did interviews and we were, there would be a couple, you know, there was one guy who was kind of looking to network and, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. that guy didn't make it, you know, mm-hmm. just didn't make it. So, mm-hmm. so no, like in the 10, 11 years I've been a member, it was never, never felt like that. Mm-hmm. It was always felt like something bigger. Even in like, even when I didn't know what yeah. it was, yeah. I knew that it was something right. And that's yeah. how it always felt to yeah. me. Yeah. And in 92, I mean, you know, did were you did you join at all as as a way for it to be um, an insurance policy? Like, was that ever offered uh, to you? Whereas, like, because because yeah. we talk we talk about a hundred years ago, yeah, two hundred years yeah. ago, when people were getting yeah. their insurance and they get sickness, yeah. and you know, was that and in ninety two was that kind of put on the table, or was it yeah. just kind of more about friendship and friendship and, 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 and camaraderie yeah. and that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. That coming from a military background, you must have had great comrades and friends in oh. the, in all your corps and all the groups you were with. Yep. So was oh, that missing yep. when you yep. retired? Was was that yep. a pull? Oh yeah, yeah. But I still I'm still in contact with a lot of them. Yeah. I worked with one of the guys that I uh, served with out here in the with the Patricias. Uh, him and I get along uh, very well. Was, he's he's uh, I am his dad and he's my son and mm-hmm. it's just good like so, that. So, but it wasn't like Captain Dino told you to join, be an odd fellow. And no. like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll be an odd fellow. No, 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 no. Not like that at all. <laughs> and uh, I get along with people, and uh, if I give them heck, they know they got heck for a reason, yeah. and then it's done and forgotten. Yeah, I find it interesting with the the reason people are joining. They don't associate so much of their history no. with what you can get out of the order, no. um, because you can. Ainsley was a member that uh, from Illinois that we interviewed, uh. and his comment was uh, about band. He remembered being a member of of marching band in high yeah. school, and he never served, but he missed the camaraderie. He yeah. missed the the structure and the dedication and all of that and Oddfellows gave him a, a, a window uh, into that and, and yeah. then he just springboard into where he is right now yeah. and, and growing lodges. So when someone is thinking about Oddfellows, they may not be thinking about that side of it. No. We, we may be selling the charity work for the com- yeah. com- uh, community really, yeah. really hard. Yeah, That's why I joined. Yeah. But I immediately fell into this, oh, well, these people need a lot of help. I can yeah. help organize them. But really, it's the friends. So. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. were you missing? Was it church? You're missing church. And this is, you know, for me, like it was yeah. Little League. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, like I never, I was never in the military. Yeah. You know, I was never really into church that much. Um, so it was something that. It was actually some something that I hadn't had before, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't and that, but I was missing it. I needed that piece, yeah. you know, that piece. So, um, yeah, it wasn't something that I that I had had before that I was missing. It was something that I missed and that I never right. had, and now and now yeah. I have. So, is there anything that uh, you'd like to tell um, the odd fellows of the world? We have people who Denmark and yeah, Iceland Denmark. and uh, I, I have Austria that listen. I have met uh, some of them from the Patriarchs Militant uh, from uh, Denmark, and they're just great. They have a different uniform than we have, 
they have uh, their meetings. It's a cocktail. Yeah, black uh, tie. Black tie. Tuxedos. Tuxedos. Mm-hmm. Uh, all their meetings and, and someday, maybe it may happen here. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but you never know. Uh, where it's, it's especially with their uh, Grand Lodge sessions. And oh yeah, they just top it right off. But uh, yeah, it, we're worldwide, and uh, I would like to see all the lodges uh, grow. Those that have gone by the wayside, for some reason or other, uh, they can come back and join. And join our fold again, mm-hmm. and so that we can all be uh, brothers and sisters with friendship, love, and truth. And that's coming straight from the master mentor, the master builder, man. a builder himself. You know, like from 1992. Yeah. Do you find that the camaraderie is a different generation now? Like my my sense is, before COVID. There was a lot of hugging yes. and greetings and stuff yes. like that. And we don't have a formality. No. And so I'm assuming that in 1992, when you and Dino met, were you guys meeting with a handshake? Oh, or yeah. A... yeah, we made no hugs. No hugs? No hugs. No, no, it was all with a handshake. And uh, it was brother so and so, everybody, the first names, which we go by. Yeah. So I so, hey, don't mind, you're your brother within the organization, which first name? Mm-hmm. And that's what you go by. Yeah. 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 And then when you're in the lodge, yeah, it's uh, his brother or noble grand, vice grand. Mm-hmm. That's, that is in the hall, and that's your protocol mm-hmm. and proper procedure. Yeah. Jerry, that was great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much oh, for coming welcome. and chatting. Um, one of the things <coughs> I really wanted to do too was. To, to take that snapshot that you could give us, memorialize it digitally. Yeah. Yeah. We can tell people to listen to this for the next yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And next 100 years. Next 100 years. And then beyond. Mm-hmm. That's right. But uh, I just want to thank you for your many years of service um, <coughs> to our country mm-hmm. and to our lodge. And, um, and thank you for being uh, my mentor as well as so many others. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate that. I can hear Scotty saying thanks too right now. <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> yeah. That's Scotty. That's Scotty. Uh, in fact, when I started coming back again, it was the first person on the phone was Scotty. I bet. Because yeah. I have him in my phone. There you go. And I said, ah, I better phone Scotty, find out what's going on. <laughs> so I well, told him he was, he was hey, great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, when yeah. we, we posted the, um, the interviews that yeah. we did over the phone before, yeah. Um, we did about 10, 10 different people, including yeah. you. And his first yeah. comment was, Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> that's all he was. That's yeah. what he loved. Yeah. 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 Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Jerry Ratchford. What an amazing memory. 40 hours a week of work and it fills your heart with FLT. If you like our show, then leave us a review where you download your podcast. Josh and I will be back again soon with another episode making Oddfellows discoveries and seeing the Oddfellowship all around us. Cheers in FLT.